Yo, what's up, everybody? This is J.J. Martinez. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast episode 14. 14. Give me a famous athlete with the number 14. Don't I don't have one either. Um, Jeff, this is an interesting situation. We have a live studio audience. Sorry. We've got to start. No, 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 no. Cut it out. No, 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 no. That was, you know what? Yeah, right? That's what they were waiting for. We, we have the most low-budget live studio audience ever. No, but we appreciate them being here. We're going we're gonna to get back to that. But Jeff, you've been home now, alone. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin-ing. Macaulay Culkin-ing. You're still doing it. This is like Home Alone Part 3. It is. Because they're coming home next Wednesday. Ooh. So. Man. Yeah. That means you better clean this damn house. I, listen, I'm lucky that it's this clean, bro. What have you been up to this past few days? Tidying up a little bit. I got a lot of work that I got to do around here. The wife gave me a to-do list. And, of course, two and a half weeks has gone by. You can wait till the last minute. I bet. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, I'm busy this weekend, so. Which means that you're not helping me. Yeah, don't reach out. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I've always got your back. Jeff, last week you talked about. It was last week. We did a podcast last week, yeah. episode 13. Sunday. That was a very powerful episode. If you have not listened yet, one of the things that Jeff and I have vowed was that. We will always be honest and transparent on this podcast and talk as if this might be our last words. So the big thing I know in the past and on the podcast that I've been very transparent about stuff and very open about stuff. And the only reason why that is, is if somebody's listening, they might be in the same spot that I was in or is in and hearing a story like that um, might help them out yeah no so go back listen to episode 13 uh, very powerful episode if you have not listened yet jeff you've also been busy on the social media for beauty and the beast mode tell us what you've done and although i said that i hate social media but we were talking about right bunch will pop up but beauty and the beast mode the entertainer that is us we're posting some we'll post the podcast up on there we'll post yay's beast mode moments up there we'll post videos from my jeff's joint up there and a whole bunch of other stuff so like it share it please yeah we should we should we should try to get to like 300 in a week that's that's good, man. Nice. We should get to we will get to three hundred in a week. We're up to almost fifty in I think it's a day. Yeah. So, exactly. Yep. Like Jeff, a lot of crazy stuff been going on lately. 
especially in in we're we're in Jacksonville. In my week, well, last week you talked about going to see that movie, The Conjuring Two. PP Pan City is accurate. I went to go see it and scared the shiggity out of me, man. That's crazy, dude. Dude. One of the best, if not the best, horror sequel ever. The past three days of my life have not been the same. Sleeping with the lights on? Sleeping with the lights on. Man, you, like everything. Everything. Yeah, you're an, you're an a-hole for that. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, good on you, man. Keep sending them if you don't come by this weekend to help me out around the house. Uh, I'm going to turn my phone off. <laughs> Jeff, a lot of crazy stuff been going on in our neck of the woods. world's going crazy, brother. Specifically Florida. Florida. It, it seems like it's always Florida. Yeah. Yep. Orlando has been hit hard this week yeah. in the past few weeks. Three incidences that I've heard of, and obviously we don't live in Orlando. We live in Jacksonville, so a whole bunch of other stuff could be happening. But you had a talented singer get shot by some crazy dude. You had the mass shooting at the nightclub. And you had when alligators attack. Intact, they said. Yeah. They found, well, on the news behind us right now, they're talking about Disney putting up signs for alligators. Did they not have signs up for the alligators? Was there was there an outrage on social media and on the news for the alligator attack on this kid like there was for the kid that fell into the gorilla's cage? Uh, Did you hear about any of that? There was a little bit, a little bit about. Why do you think that is, Jeff? Because people have nothing better to do than just voice their opinions about nonsense. Put blame where no blames do and all that other stuff. So why do you think, so you're saying there was less outrage for the kid that got snatched by the alligator than for the kid that fell into the gorilla's cage? Correct. Really? That's interesting. Well, you had the, the kid that fell into the gorilla cage, the mother, on video, waving to the kid. I'm right here. I'm right here. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the kid was just wandering off? No, no. Like after the kid fell in. Well, I'm sure that you didn't want the kid to freak out. Well, and the kid was already in the cage. I think you would have gave the gorilla a fight, though. Damn right I would. Yeah. He looked at you like, it's another gorilla in this cage. I just <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is an albino gorilla. <laughs> That's, that's weird, man. I mean, it's weird to me that there was a lot of outrage about the kid falling in with the gorilla, but 
I didn't hear, and maybe I haven't looked for it as much outrage as this kid getting snatched up by an alligator. Is on the loose. He's out there, just like like this. The the gator's face is just on a milk carton somewhere, like wanted post, like wanted posters all around town, like a gator's on the loose. That's what they're saying. Come on, man. The news is horrible, bro. It's all sensationalism and crap. Yeah. In the face? Yeah. Wow. So stalker thing where she was sitting there signing autographs. Like a Selena type thing. Yeah. And then dude just walks up and boom. In Orlando. Crazy, yeah. In Orlando. Yeah. And then you had the mass shooting at the nightclub. Yeah. In Orlando. Yeah. And obviously thoughts and prayers to all those families and everybody affected by that. And we're in Jacksonville, so that feels really close to home. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's a couple hours away, but you know, we we all know somebody that's in in Orlando area in that part of town. Yeah. So, so like more and more is coming out where like the wife of the dude drove him there and was scoping out places and all this stuff, and she might have known all about this prior to it happening. Um, you know, then the dude sat there and scoped out the place, and he attacked it. I didn't I I didn't even turn the news on that day. Like I heard about it. I was at somebody's house. It was on the TV. And like I said, it's so close to home. Like I, I just couldn't even I couldn't even I can't even imagine uh how that scene was. And then it comes back like it comes back like you were saying, we were having this discussion earlier about politics and gun rights and now that opens up that entire discussion again. Facebook has 
has opened up that world to everybody so that everybody can voice their opinion and and uh you know it's it's unfortunate that all of a sudden everybody's a politician or everybody knows uh the rights and and thinks that it should be a certain like i don't i don't get into those discussions man i don't i just can't even stomach them only when you bring them up on the podcast, but like on social media, I, it's pointless. It is. It is pointless. Because so there's somebody that I'm friends with on there who is dropping queers and this and and all this different stuff. Like, where the hell does the humanity come in? Was what? The humanity. <laughs> oh, the humanity. 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 Manatees. Do manatees make noises? <laughs> I'm serious. I've never heard a manatee make a, like. Do manatee? Do you guys know if manatees make noises? I don't think so. Manatee. Yo, look look that up for us. If manatees make noises, yeah, we don't, but he could. So. <laughs> But where does it stem from? Why do why do people continue to keep these blinders on or or to only see things from their perspective? Why do you think that is? Manatees communicate by using calls that have been described as squeaks, chirps, or grunts. Thank you. So I was dead on with my impression. Yours was more of like a gargling. Yours was like a gargling. Yours is like a, a, a silent but deadly fart. So why why do you why do you think that other people like first like can't think for why do you why like I don't I feel like it's people can't think for themselves. Do you feel you can don't you do you feel that people can break that mold though? Damn right I do, obviously. But whether they choose to, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know? Somebody's grandfather's racist, their father's a racist. Pretty much they'll probably be a racist, you know? Because that's what they've known their whole life. Growing up, let's say in a white house where N word is being dropped all the time. And the S word is being dropped all the in time. In the White House? I bet in the years past, N-word was being dropped a lot in the White House. So I'm just saying, so if that's what you grow up with and that's what you emulate, you like that? I actually said a word right that was kind of a big word. Let's, can, can we get somebody to fact check? So, but I think that they'll probably just become a statistic and, and do the same. You know, yeah, it takes a lot. Like we spoke about it on the podcast that we did where, you know, I had a rough childhood growing up. I made a decision years ago that I wouldn't hit my kids and I didn't hit my kids even when they steal your car <laughs> when they steal my car <laughs> uh, I almost said that damn phrase that I always say and I didn't say it I called good on you um, so whether it's being racist 
racist or a fear of gay people. You know, like Louis Black had this great thing uh, on a special that he did, Red, White, and Screwed. And he had a thing on there where he was talking about how... The comedian Louis Black, correct. by the way. something like, you know, a fear like all of a sudden like a group of 10 gay guys are going to burst into your house and have sex with your son and your husband and like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, right. That's not going to happen. Right. So to bring it down another level, another reason I like Pizzo Meal is uh, my daughter came out to me and said that she's gay. Okay. So. Your oldest daughter? Okay. So she came out to me, and you see, I'm tearing up already on my big mush. But to me, the courage that it must have taken to come out, you know, one day she was acting like a real asshole. Mm-hmm. And I love how I say that as I'm like saying an endearing moment about it. But <laughs> truth is truth. She was being an a hole that day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what's up with you? Finally, you know, I'm like, what the hell is up with you? And she just starts crying. And I'm like, honey, what's up? And she just sat there and she's just like, I'm gay. And I'm like, okay. And I just gave her a giant hug, sat her down on the bed with me and just held her. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was hysterical crying. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you, man. You know, like, I'm there for you no matter what. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. My fucking kid. Right. You know, through thick and thin, I'll be there for you always. Except when you steal my goddamn car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's what it must have taken for her to say that. You know, and I look at it in this day and age. Like we talked about last week, what happened? Right. You know, for me, and like I never told anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, drop the BS blinders. You know, stop hating people just because they're a certain way, because of the way they look, because they're fat, because they're skinny, because of their color, because they're gay. It kills me, man. In this day and age, that shit like that still goes on. Mm-hmm. And it seems, it seems that it's almost more prominent right now than it's been in the past decade. Like in the past couple of years, maybe the past three years or so, it's just been bubbling up more and more and more. And I don't know if it's because there's so, there's so many outlets now, especially with social media. So people are catching on to one thing and then just running with it. So you have all of these outlets now and everybody can chime in. And so now it's more pronounced. And so maybe like and maybe that's why we're hearing more about it, obviously. But. Over the past three years or so, it's just been, it's been ridiculous. Like, it, we're going in reverse. Just as, as human beings, like, we're going in reverse. Like, we're not taking the opportunity to get to know somebody just for who they are. We're just judging them based on their political party or the color of their skin or where they were raised. Like, it's ridiculous. Just because I, I, may, I disagree with somebody on, on owning a gun or not owning a gun or 
transgender, not being transgender, or partying in a certain club, not partying in a certain club. That doesn't mean that I can't connect with you on some level. That doesn't mean that we can't have an intelligent conversation. That doesn't mean that we can't go hang out. Like automatically people are just, are just brushing people off and saying, this person, I'm going to disassociate with this person because they don't see the world the way that I see it. That's ignorance. And it's just, it's with, with, with going back to the social media, Facebook is getting ridiculous. I was telling somebody the other day, like I'm ready to be done with Facebook. If it was, if, if I just didn't go on Facebook and tell my jokes and, and give shouts out to my family and try and put some positivity out there, like, because I feel that's my responsibility. I feel that's our responsibility with the podcast. Like, I'd be off of it, man. I really would. There would be no reason to be on there because it's just a, a bunch of people chirping about what they feel is right. But that, so in one way, so why wouldn't you just delete those people? Because like years ago, I got rid of all the negative people in my life. Because I was tired of the drama and all the BS every day. So I got rid of them, and it was great. Exactly why. Because I just talked about the disassociation. And for me, if I can continue to put out that positivity and put out something that makes somebody smile or makes somebody laugh, maybe they'll see that. Maybe that will help them start to see things from a different perspective. So just because you don't like something that I like or don't agree with something that I don't agree with doesn't mean that I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to pay less attention to the things that you say, of course, but I'm still going to put out what I feel is my responsibility to put out. And hopefully that will help them see things from a different perspective. So to answer your question, that's why I haven't cut those people off of Facebook. Okay. And if they don't like what I'm putting up, then they can leave me. Right. You know, right. I'm sure there's a lot of other funny Puerto Ricans out there that might agree with them. So... This is, I, I like this, this dialogue. And if it's all right with you, I would kind of like to maybe throw it out to the, to the live studio audience and get some of their perspective. But I also want to mention that we know these people. We know them. We know them. Uh, they may not agree. People might know them. A lot of other people may not may know them. May, they, may, they may not agree with some of the things that we say. Right. We may not see things eye to eye. And that's okay because... We've known them. We still love them. We still support them in all of their endeavors. And we have a group of military veterans in here, um, served at different times. We have some young ones that are about to go to college and, and going to go to Army ROTC and serve their country as well. So I think it'd be interesting to hear kind of the different, uh, you know, we got different ages in here, kind of different perspectives, uh, if that's cool with you. I put them on the spot. Uh, so, live studio audience. First of all, make some noise. Oh, hey. I, I I will let and I will let them introduce themselves and hey, speak up, peeps. You know what I mean? Speak up. Let let the world know who you are. Loud and proud. What's going on, podcast world out there? This is uh, 
Because M is effectively referred to <laughs> seven episodes ago and they referred to as McCall. 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 Like, he's like our number one supporter, man. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hey, yo, what up? This is DeLeon. I have no idea what I'm referred to. Uh, DeLeon. Yeah. DeLeon, right. We'll find out after this. We'll find out after this. Definitely glad to be here. I hey, plug your stuff. Plug your stuff, too. So, uh, Aquí chilling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chilling con de Leon. Um, just did yeah, your first episode, right? I just did my first episode, and it's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. I did it with my son Isaiah, who, who happens to be here today. And uh, yeah, definitely, man. I'm, we're glad to be here, man. There, there are times where you know one goes to the gym, and honestly, versus listening to music, I swear to God, I'll sit there and I'll listen to Beauty and the Beast mode through through that workout. Gets me pumped up, gets me going. So appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank we appreciate you showing up, man. That's awesome. And he he was talking. He was referring to his son Isaiah, who's also here. Isaiah's about to go to college. Just graduated high school. We're so proud of this young man and all of the things that he's getting ready to do. So Isaiah, you know how we want you to introduce yourself. How's it going, Beauty and the Beast Mode fans? Uh, my name is Isaiah Leon, and I'm going to the University of New Hampshire. Boom. Boom. The University of New Hampshire. Steak and shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <a> mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Olive Garden Breadstick Bowl, University of New Hampshire, playing the practice squad from University of New Hampshire. We're proud of you, man. Heck yeah, bro. I'm trying to think. I don't think, because New Hampshire's D1 AA. It's not like the big schools like FCS schools, so I don't think they have bowl games. I think they might, but I don't know for, for they do? They have what? Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Cotton Bowl. Never mind. <laughs> his his son's just like, oh, it's a cotton bowl. Yeah, yep, yeah, that yeah. what my dad said. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> so be confident, bro. Just yeah. be confident. Would you guys like to address anything we spoke about or anything else that you might just want to say? Yeah, for sure, bro. Um, you know, that's one thing I love about your podcast, man. That I show up and I have no idea what y'all about to get into. And you guys brought up a a. a a great point um, about the Facebook thing. You know, uh, way back when I had Facebook as well, and I used to do the same thing you guys are talking about. Uh, you know, you used to kind of disassociate yourself with people, cut them off your Facebook page. You know, I had no problem with doing that. But then I kept feeling those same feelings. You know, I'm like, man, you know, what are we doing here? You know, what what is this about? You know, what, sharing with the world? You know, in my life, who matters? You know, my wife and my kids, that's all that matters to me. So what am I doing? I'm sharing pictures and saying how what we did this weekend for what? For someone else to just sit there. And you got to think, some of these people do nothing but stay up till like 3, 4 in the morning just looking into everybody's Facebook and wanting to know what they're doing with their lives. So... At the end of the day, I realized that disassociating people wasn't the issue. It, the issue was me. I, the issue was me, straight up. Facebook is not for me. Therefore, I just took myself completely off Facebook. I just felt like it wasn't for me. It wasn't for my family. And that's it. So you're not on Facebook at all? Right? No. 
No, actually, yo, one, once I took myself off Facebook, that was like probably the, the greatest thing because, you know, even though we want to say, hey, I'm not on Facebook all the time, but you are, you know, honestly, you wait for sometimes those notifications to come in, you look and this and that, who's requesting you, blah, blah, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with that, man, that's just, I'm good, so... It, yeah, basically, and there's so much more you can do with that time, and instead of posting it and the pictures of everything you've done, I'd rather be in that moment. I don't need to take those pictures. I'd rather be right there with my family, enjoying that vacation, and not. I don't have to take a single picture to, to remember everything we just did. Exactly, brother. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've never, like, sat back and thought about, you know, how much time I put into it or nothing. And you're talking about I got off this thing way back in, like, 2009 or something like that, you know, when, when I ended up joining the track program at the Wounded Warrior Project. So, you know, uh, <laughs> these dudes are clowning right now, yo. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love being here. Yo, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, for sure, man. So... Yeah, I know a lot of people that dab all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> but I know peeps that like... Did you know D. Brown was the first one to dab? I, I bumped into D. Brown in North Carolina somewhere. Get out of here. getting breakfast in the morning to grab a donuts. Literally, it's like 6.30 in the morning. Just me walking. And D. Brown, he was coaching us for the Sacramento Kings. And he's walking outside. And we looked at each other. And I just went down and I grabbed the tongues of my sneakers. <laughs> he was like... Hey, Dab. <laughs> hey. Hey, shout, shout out to the Boston Celtics who's listening to the podcast right now. So I know peeps who are on that uh, Facebook all the time. Yeah. And so they'll post something and then sit there for 20 minutes waiting to see, like, like, like scrolling and comments and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, to see, to see if somebody has something negative to say or something. It's, yeah, it's... So man. Yeah, listen, I have, I have a confession to make about that Facebook thing. So on on my last Facebook post, right, I went on one of those rants. It was just like one of those, you know, me in my own world and, and kind of like asking myself why I'm on Facebook. And instead of, you know, leaving out the like, <laughs> dude, just delete the account and be gone. Oh, no, not me. I had to, I, I had to make a statement. Yeah, I, I was like, you know what? F this. F all you uh, and you know it was no direct shots at one specific person. It was just something that I was just battling personally, you know. Like, so yeah, I had to I had to make that whole statement, drop the mic, and nobody was probably paying attention at all. But I did have a cousin uh, recently uh, when when I went back home to visit up in Boston. That my cousin was like, "Yeah, you know what? I remember when you uh, when you did that." I was like, "Oh, you paid attention." It, it warmed my heart to know like, that. Like, that was your most liked <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about you?
I mean, if you got something to say, right? Like, we don't want to put you on the spot. I just stopped by just to see greatness in works. But um, I think the big thing for me, and I'm, I'm pretty bad myself. Um, you know, and as, 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 as you referred to back a couple podcasts ago, uh, I'm the worst friend. I'm not, I'm not going to get on there and, and like actually go through all of your posts and, oh, I like this. And, you know, I'm not going to comment on everything. Um, was it, and I don't put a lot of stuff up there. You know, it kind of takes a lot to actually want to put something out there. And I think that's just a, have, have a better filter nowadays. Uh, there's one point back in time where I, where I did have a Carlos moment. I kind of jumped away from it. Yeah. Like, okay, this is bad. This is toxic. Because I really need to step away. I'm in a bad spot right now myself. Yeah. And I don't need all of this negative energy, you know, in my life. So was I did. I didn't completely deactivate because I don't want to lose all my friends. But you know, it was mm-hmm. it, it was one of those things where I said, okay, I'm not going to log on. I'm not going to install it on my phone. But then once I got my mind right and I got back to being who it was that I wanted to be, and I felt that I could handle, you know with all of the bullshit that's out there, that's when I decided, I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to jump back in, in in the world just so I can keep tabs on people. So that's basically what I use it for now. Uh, I mean, I get on there and I just kind of scroll through real fast if I see something that I like that influences me that says, damn, you know what I'm saying, this actually feels good, this looks good, this means good, so I'm going to give it a like. You know, well, I'm not going to get on there and give you a comment or whatever. If that's the case, then I won't pick up the phone. Was it, because I'll just shoot you a text and shoot you a call. Um, but to kind of touch on it, though, I think we live in a world right now that is completely saturated with codependent people, where they have to feel that love. They have to feel like they're important. You know, you can call it the actual current generation of, uh, what's the word? Um, Millennials? Of, uh, no, it was uh, uh, instant gratification, where they want mm-hmm. it now. And they, right. You know, they don't want to grind mm-hmm. it, they want to put it in. They don't want to actually develop and like have those relationships and have those people in their life, but they want to feel like they're loved and they need to feel like they're loved and they need to have to feel like they're accepted and what they're doing is cool and what this. So, see, I'm having another Will Ferrell moment here. Uh, those are great points, man. So, for me, you know, I do like actually keep tabs on my kids. And I guess the turn point to me was. Like I actually said something to my son. I said, hey, man, I shot you out. I'm, I'm just seeing on Facebook, man. Did you see that video I tagged you? And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, was it, uh, I know what Twitter is and Snap. Because I don't have them. I think I have a Twitter, but I don't even know if I log into it. But mm. It just kind of showed, like, okay, you know, I think I'm doing a good enough job as a father to where he has already, you know, had that notion of where, you know, I don't need to be saturated with this shit yeah. that's out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and my daughter, my daughter's, you know, I can't, I can't say enough amazing things. And yes, I'm biased. I don't care. But <laughs> it's, it's, you know, they are very cognitively aware. I think that's because we have raised them in a, you know, unfiltered environment where they know what shit is out there. Um, so I'm going to take this because I don't Dude, those are those are great points, man. You, I think one one of the things, I mean, a few, a lot stood out from what you just said. You talked about the negative energy, and I think that goes back to Jeff's point earlier in cutting those people out. But that 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 can weigh on people because if you're on there so much, that's all you're gonna see is is that, and you're gonna feed off of that negative energy, and that's what you're gonna put back out to the world. And then to Carlos's point, and some of the points that he made with just um, 
being in the moment, but also productivity. If I'm on Facebook all the time, if I'm on social media all the time, what am I really doing on there? We talked about this in a, a episode episodes past where if I'm, not, if I'm not using it for something that's benefiting me, then what am I really doing on there? I want I would love to hear Isaiah's perspective uh, in Isaiah 18 now. Yeah, no, about to be 18. About to be 18. About to be 18 and kind of your take on social media. And after hearing your dad saying he's not on Facebook and, and whatnot, but you've grown up in kind of this social media centric world mm-hmm. where Ken talked about the instant gratification and jumping on Snapchat and kids. But I mean, so, hey, listen, some kids are blowing up, son. If you can blow up, then you go out there and do that on social media. But other than that, like, I, I would love to hear your take on kind of some of the, the, the social media environment and, and where you are. Well, when I was growing up, um, my father really, my, my both mother and father, you know, they, they had me really active. You know, I was playing sports, you know, so I really didn't have time for social media. The only time that I really started to get into social media was um, for actually sports, which were my recruiting, because, um, you know, I was talking to a lot of coaches and they said, oh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, you know, send me your highlight tape through Facebook. And even then, I barely got on my Facebook account. Like, I, you can even ask my family. I think I haven't logged into my Facebook account for, like, maybe a year, year or two. But, um, yeah, I agree, because uh, I have a lot of friends that, their main thing is stuff like Instagram, Twitter, how many followers they have, who likes what, what did this person say? You know, it's, it, it just brings out negativity and everything. And I don't really, I, I didn't really like it when I was growing up. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? And I'm just like, well, I don't have time for it. You know, I'm, I'm about to go to college. I'm about to do ROTC. I'm about to do mechanical engineering and stuff like that. I, I'm not going to have time to sit down and post. Um, I'm at Chili's eating, you know, two for 20 meal and tagging so-and-so's name. You know, I'm, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you, you know, you keep up with friends and stuff like that. But I, I've, I've never been part of that generation where well, I am, but I'm not been part of that crowd that loves social media and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, I look through it sometimes, you know, but. So it's Snapchat? Snapchat. Snapchat. I do got a Snapchat. You know what, but, hey, kudos to you, my brother. You were going places. Like, you, I think you hit the nail on the head on um, kind of that in-between, that happy median. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, like, you you had a, a very, um, I'm not going to say rigid upbringing. Like, I know your folks, but you had, a, you had, like, your parents were there, and they were enforcing the rules, and... They wanted you to be great. Yes. And you understood that. Yeah, of course. So you, in turn, didn't go to the social media platform and said, I know that my objectives are kind of bigger than everything that's over here. Exactly, yeah. Jeff, I think you... You did. You never. You don't need. You don't even know. <laughs> oh, look at everybody just calling him out. <laughs> 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 
That was weak. Pew, pew. <laughs> they have those friend generators. So it's, it says that you have like 5,000 friends, even though like you don't know any of them. Like exactly. you might have two friends on there. Like I have, I had a, uh, a friend of mine who, who made his, his name on Twitter like a celebrity so that more people would follow him. I think I can't remember exactly what his name was, but he made right. it sound like it was. Um, I think he made it sound like it was Kanye West, but like it was like Kanye East. But a lot of people followed him because it had Kanye in the beginning, so a lot of people immediately looked at him like, "Oh, he's Kanye!" And then more and more people started following. When I think he started bragging about how he almost had two thousand or twenty five hundred followers on Twitter, I'm just like, That's but but I bet his content was weak. <laughs> you got all them followers and weak content. That's another thing. If you are on there and your content is weak, then what do you need all them followers for? It's, if you can make that impact, great, right? Like if I'm on Facebook, I'm on social media, and I have people that are following me, then say something. Say something meaningful. Say something that makes sense. Like don't be ignorant about it. Like you have an opportunity now to reach people. You have an opportunity now. You have a platform. If that's what you want to do, by all means. But use it wisely and use it intelligently. And try and get a, a, a great message out there. I just don't or be funny. fascination, though, with, like, these are people that you don't even know. Why does it matter how many friends you have on that, you know? It's, Ken, Ken mentioned that instant gratification. Right. Those numbers, those numbers, those likes. Trophies. What else, fellas? We were talking old school before. So old school, the movie? You know, no, no, no. We were just talking about some uh-huh. old school stuff earlier. What were we waiting for you to get here? We got like, oh. We got like three generations here. Yeah. What are you, talk, what are you talking about, about old school like old stuff? Bands and just old rap groups and old times. And oh, it's Tupac's birthday today. That is Tupac. Favorite rapper. I would love to hear around the table, Tupac or Biggie? What? Hold on. You're, you're 17 years old over here breathing like you know either one of them. Who would you pick? Who would you pick? Tupac or Biggie? Who would I pick? That's it. I'm going to go with Biggie. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to wait till it goes around. Okay. Wait, what? See, you don't know. You don't even know. What song? What song of Biggie? You said Biggie. You said what song? What song do you know about Biggie? I know a lot of songs about Biggie. Well, he said, Ken said, what song? What's, what would be the go-to song by Biggie? What would be the song that if you were coming out of the tunnel, if you had to get your team hype, University of New Hampshire, Shrimp and Grits Bowl, here we go. Isaiah DeLeon leading the team out onto the field. Biggie Smalls playing what's the song you're going to play? Gee, you got you put me on a spotlight because yeah. You know what, man? You're fired, young man. <laughs> Carlos. Yeah. I already know the answer, but who you got? You're not, you're assuming it's gonna be Biggie, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, as far as songs go though, um, wow. It, you know, Biggie got Biggie got so many dope songs that have so many meaningful like things behind it, like even the most simplest to to more money, more problems. I mean, 
you know, how true is that? You know, everybody knows that there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, um, and I, I say again, juicy. I gotta say, juicy, juicy. You know, talks about that struggle and and you know how he was doing everything to get his family out of that struggle and, and you know pretty much what worse things were are going on in the world. You know, a lot of people would rather you know sit there and, and try to you know put him on blast and and lock him up. Oh man. I don't know. Okay. Nice try though. Look good. You good. You did good. You did good. <laughs> McCall. Okay. Mhm. Yeah. Big Jeff. So why? Why Tupac? So many things where, like, actually growing up at the time where he was coming up, you know, at the age that I was in, what, what we were going through in our neighborhood in Arlington. In, in what neighborhood was that? Uh, it's in Southwest Detroit. Please don't ask me if I know where 8 Mile is, because yes, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do drink Fagel Cola, all the other similarities. So, first of all, similarities with what he had to say. I think, you know, it is so close between Biggie and Bach, but I think Bach, like, Bach. <laughs> Put them together. <laughs> Put them together. <laughs> but I think just with Pop, like, he was so raw. It was just like, there was so much emotion and pain and underlayment that was there that just came through in every verse. I mean, when he dropped Dear Mama, I think like after the first time I heard it, it was just like, okay, I can't listen to this because there's so much, there's so much stuff that he's speaking of that is so similar to what I'm going through right now that I can't even comprehend, like even listening to this right now. So, but you know, man, those first two albums was just, it was, you know. No, I, def I definitely agree with you, man. That's why the I, I think whenever people ask that question, Big or Pac, that is probably one of the, the hardest debates there is out there because, you know, first of all, they weren't even in the same, like, although same time, same generation, but it wasn't like the same realm. You, you get, it was two different aspects. You know, Pac was a, a, a man, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh Man, the things Pac used to talk about, you know, like, yeah, he was like, it was like he was a movement, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Biggie, you know, lyrically was, you know, berserk, but, but Pac was a, a movement. It was, you know, revolutionary and, and just very, very poetic, you know, and he used to touch on a lot of, wow, like a lot of deep things, you know? It's like his wordplay too, like, yeah. like just the way he was able to spin the wordplay in his lyrics to where you know, at the time I didn't even understand what he was saying but you know as an adult now you go back and you listen to it and you're like oh, I see what you did there okay you had a little you know like actual double meaning there yeah and you actually you know 
have a different understanding for what it is actually right. trying to convey right. instead of being stuck in that moment of what it You get the real message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say part for myself. Is where we're we 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 are Pac um, heavy table then because I am Tupac as well. Nice. Do you have a specific Tupac song that is your jam? Dude, I from the minute that I heard it, I fell in love with changes. Yeah. Just because it's just so deep, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just the meaning and everything and the way he goes about saying it. Like we got to make a change, and then you know he's saying. So easy to yeah. get a dollar doing this. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Pac, all day long. All day long. Pac. Nice. Sorry, guys. You lose three to two. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. What's the song? Oh, yeah. Yo, there's so many Pac songs. Uh, well, all Eyes on Me, Me Against the World, Smile with Scarface. That one really hit home. That was like right when he passed. Then the video came out. And that one really takes me back to uh, like kind of my last couple of years of high school and, and, and my friendships. Um, of course, you got to keep your head up. Brenda's got a baby. Uh, the list goes on and on. It's uh, remarkable. Nice. Remarkable. Um, Jeff, you said group. I got to throw this out there. Rap group. Favorite. Rap group favorite. Well, growing up, my favorite rap group was a tribe called Quest. Nice. Yep. We on the war tour with Muhammad, my man, going each and every place with the mic in my hand. All right. So just for the record, whenever you name your favorite rap group, you got to throw down a little line from, from the song. Isaiah, we're going to let that marinate for you, man. I don't want to hear. I don't be coming out with, like, Migos. None of that, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Wu-Tang Clan, you know, um, you know, cash rooms, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We'll finish it for you, youngin'. Don't worry about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, for me, there's so many, so many good groups out there. You know, I, I, psh, I but I was, I was a big, uh, definitely big Wu Tang fan. You know, Triumph. Uh, what is it? Uh, I bomb atomically. Socrates philosophies and high prophecies. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. He would, and he would have kept going if we let him. Oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> Ken, what you going to come out with? Uh, D12? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wow. You got something? I got to hear the Motown. Let's hear what the Motown. Who was the group? Who was the group? Just because you're saying a group, if it was like a single, that could be like Marvin Gaye. Oh. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, with NWA, I have to say a song. 
Down the street, nice. Nice. <laughs> Big Jeff, group, finish it up. Oh. <laughs> What's what particular song? You told us to be ready with a song when it comes to it. so much. I gotta go with uh... Water Buffalo. Those aren't the words, but. So, Public Enemy, Chuck D was like the ultimate lyricist to me. Okay. He wrote lyrics about awakening people's minds and, and standing up for themselves and standing up to the atrocities that were going on. To what? Okay. <laughs> the atrocities. How are you not ready, bro? How are you not ready? Her number. Brothers and sisters. Nice. Very nice. Jeff, I've... Thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Live studio audience. It was awesome to have you guys here. And, and you guys made a lot of great points. Really brought a lot of energy to this podcast. And we appreciate you guys showing up. We appreciate you listening as well. Do we um, got any last words that you'd like to say? Normally we do the takeaways. We do the takeaways. Okay. Do you guys have anything else that you'd like to say? Chemical. It's like or, you knew that I had something to say. But I really didn't. Um, The main reason I think that I did invite myself here You were welcome anytime, by the way Well, I think that I finally decided to stretch myself all the way over here Was, you know, I've been really moved by the past couple of episodes uh, And I'm always influenced by my wife to come out, you know And and, and hang out with my friends She's, She's always accommodating the fact that I got great friends here in my life that I need to hang around with more. And you know, I told you from the beginning, I think I jumped on, on, on the Beauty and Beast Mode bandwagon maybe after episode three, had to go down to Gainesville for something. And, and so I was able to really take them, in, um, them all in at one time. You know, and it was so moving, mainly because you know, I miss my friends. I miss hanging out with, I think, the majority of the listeners will know that we used to work together. Mm-hmm. And, so I miss those moments of just hanging out, shooting shit, and just kind of talking about stuff in the world. But it's always been those little things in our conversations that I've always pulled away from. And I'm gonna divert the attention to Jason, because I remember the last time I seen you was that Jackie Knights. And I told you I loved you. Mm-hmm. You kind of looked like you was taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, there, is this a call out, or is it? <laughs> 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 And it's because of these reasons, and it's because of what you guys are doing here. And I know that you guys might feel that your audience is small at this moment, but one day this thing's going to grow. It's going to grow slowly but surely. And just like every other good show, you're going to go back and listen from the beginning. And there's so many good points, and people that have got, you know, some form of wanting to be great or wanting to change their destiny and just know that life is bigger than what they have right there at that moment they're going to pick up on those small little key things. 
my upbringing and what I've been through in my life has not always been perfect. You know, there's been a, you know, a lot of having to bounce back and get past what you're currently going through. But I've always relied on the people around me, even if they didn't know what I was going through. But things that I could kind of see. I don't want to say, you know, I'm a clairvoyant or whatnot, but I could say, wow, that person's doing this, so I know it's possible, and I want to be able to do that. And so the reason I told you that I love you, and I tell this guy over here that I love him every time I talk to him, which is not enough anyway, by the way. But and I respond with I love you every time. Yeah, of course. But it's okay, Jason, I get it. We're not there yet, but it's fine. <laughs> but I told you that because I'm moved, and I'm moved each time that I listen. And I normally listen to podcasts, you know, on the way to work or on the way home. Because it's an opportunity for me to be by myself and, and, and just kind of, you know, absorb what's going on. I think it took me three days to listen to Covington's interview, not because it was two hours, but just because it was so fascinating and so great. You know, same thing with Coughlin. There's so many things there that I've heard before, but just hearing it again kind of drives home points of things that I need to work on in my own personal life. You know, how to be a better man, how to work on my character. I'm, you know, I'm flawed like the rest of us, but, you know, I have aspirations to be a better man, a better friend, a better husband, a better, you know, father figure for my kids. And so I think just hearing you two guys sit around talking shit like any other normal guy does. I mean, me and Carlos, I haven't seen Carlos in over a year, year and a half, and we picked it up like it was nothing. And it's that have the ability, like you said earlier, although I might not agree with some things, I'm still going to respect you as a man and listen to you and hear you out because there's something there because we all can learn from one another. And it just, it's, man, I love you guys, man. I love what you guys are doing. I think it's great. I want you to keep doing it. You're looking at me weird because I said I'm No, I, I, I'm not. McCall, I'm not looking at you weird at all. It's going to be a long time to be able to come out of that shell, you know, and, and appreciate people for what they are and who they are and what they're doing and pay that back to them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, in closing, I, it's, it's just, you know, keep doing the damn thing, man, because it's great. It's fascinating. I might be the only person who thinks it's great, but there's going to be somebody else out there who's going to be able to take something away from yeah, you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's good. And it's very it, it, it's, it's, it's good. Man, you know what? You and D12 are welcome back anytime, man. <laughs> nah, brother, we appreciate those words for sure, man. And, and um, you know, to refer to that, that moment that you had with me, because apparently I didn't have that moment back with you, but um, I, like, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I do love you. I appreciate you coming out um, to join us today. I appreciate you listening every episode and and responding and 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 I appreciate the way that um, from from the moment that I've I met you uh, up until now, your growth and uh, the reflection that you've had. And being and dude, you spoke so eloquently today, and you dropped so much knowledge. Like for a second, I was like, "Yo, I'm getting a new podcast, mate." <laughs> no, I was just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, man, brother, I do love you, man. I, I love you as a man. I love you as a friend. And I love I love you as a part of this this Beauty and the Beast mode community. And and uh, we hope that you can you can come out and join us more often, man. Of course.
So we ask that everybody listening to this do the same damn thing. That's the only way mm-hmm. to get better. Yep. DeLeon, did you have any parting shots? Yeah, man. Uh, for sure. Well, you know, I, when you guys first said, you know, do we have any closing remarks, I honestly, you know, in my mind, I was just going to be like, oh, thank you, you know, appreciate it. But Ken, you know, Ken here definitely motivated me to, you know, appreciate more of what's going around versus just a simple, hey, thank you guys, I'm out. So, you know, I've, I've known I've known both of you, Jeff and Yeye, since, since you know, I decided to embark on my mission to, to you know, Wounded Warrior Project's program, the track program. And, you know, hands down, it's probably the best decision that I ever made. And not just for me, more importantly, for my family. Um, after the years, you know, have gone by, finished with track, everything, you know, I sit here now, you know, and... and it's not. It's not about me. It's this. It's. It's not about me. There's other veterans out there that go through a lot of struggles, and to this day, like you know, you're talking about. I. I got out the army back in '09, and to this day, you know, I still go through a lot of struggles, and I appreciate y'all putting on the podcast, the way you guys lead the way, and and just the way you motivate, you know, me and other veterans to do, you know, to try to do. What we do, you know, for example, you know, I've tried, well, I've tried it all. Yeah, yeah, does the the comedy thing and he's like, yo, you should do the comedy thing. Hey, I go try it out. You know, does it go great? Nah, not really. (laughs) But you know what? No, but you know, I kind of, at first I was like, ah, nah, this ain't for me. But then I sit back and I go and and I I, I watch him, you know, on the stage and I'm like, okay, you know what? I Instead of saying no, I should go back to the drawing board and understand what it is I should do differently. Just like the podcast, you know, y'all put together this podcast and versus me saying, I'm going to go on my own and do a podcast. I'm like, you know what? How can we make Beauty and the Beast mode better? How can we how can we grow this platform even bigger? And me and Yeye were talking the other day about how it's it's like a... a, a uh, you said like a platform or something that you know if it could, if if I created uh, my own podcast you know and it intertwines somehow then that just you know grows that fan base even more because you know I want even if I do a podcast on my own I want those fans to know about Beauty and the Beast mode and pretty much that's what motivated me to want to do this so. With that said, I appreciate I appreciate you guys. You know, I, I, I'm out here. I love the fact that my son came out here with me. And, and, you know, I'm pretty sure he appreciates everything you guys are doing and stuff. So, hey, thank you for, for being leaders in your community. Thank you, man.
Yeah, no doubt, brother. And yeah, we want to grow this podcast and anything that we can do to help you um, bolster your podcast and 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 uh, get that to a nice jump off point. Uh, we know that you provide some great content. The first episode is up on SoundCloud. You and your son uh, just rapping. And and I, I thought it was a beautiful thing, man. And I, I told you all that I wish that you and your son had more time to do that together because it felt so special and it felt like uh, you guys could could take that to another level and then um, be able to look back on that whenever it might have been 500 episodes from the first one and say, look at what we did together as father and son. Uh, I thought that that would be amazing. And so, Isaiah, you got any parting shots? Yeah, I want to... Um you know, I first want to thank you guys for allowing us to come out here and do this great thing with you guys. You know, um, you've definitely definitely motivated me for when I go out to New Hampshire to, you know, maybe start out my own own podcast, you know. Um, but, yeah, this is a great thing. You know, a lot, a lot in life, a lot of people have certain things in their mind that they want to do. And like you guys, you guys want to do a podcast. And some people are like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. And it's a, it's a keep constant thing of saying the next day, the next day. But no, you guys actually sat down and said, let's do it right now, today. And how, how, you said how many? 14 episodes? This is the 14th episode? Yeah, a lot of people would have probably done one, and that would have been it. But you guys kept going, and that shows a lot, you know. That's what life is about. Life's about waking up and doing something new every day, you know. Trying to, like, you know, like my father always told me, you know, you want to wake up and be a better man than you were yesterday. And that's what I hope to do, you know, hope to continue on and, you know, pass down to my son or daughter, you know, just stuff like that. And I think what you guys are doing here is something great, you know, and I hope to keep coming out. And like you said, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I want to keep doing that with my father, you know, even if I, you know, when I come back, you know, I want to do a podcast with him because hopefully he's going to keep doing his podcast and I'm going to do mine and maybe we can link up. You know, because technology is a great thing, man. I can call him up and have him on my podcast in New Hampshire, and I can call him up, and he can have me his down here in Jacksonville. So, but yeah, I want to continue on. But yeah, you guys have a great thing going on here. Awesome, young man. Awesome. Well put together. Your parents done you good, man. That's awesome, brother. Jeff. We've come to that point in the episode. What time is it, man? It is time for the Beast Mode Moments. Pew, pew, pew. Hey, pew, yeah. pew. Keep it down, live studio audience. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was just hoping you have sound effects this time. <laughs> uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So, Jeff, uh, today's Beast Mode moment is courtesy of Yay Yay Martinez. Um, and we're talking about Twitter and social media and putting out positivity and everything like that really earlier. And I feel like I've been doing that for a good amount of time now, at least trying. And this one says, give me the crazy eyes because I'll keep screaming. Always take any problem or difficulty as if it were sent especially to you to enable you to be more successful in the future. Say it one more time. Always take any problem or difficulty. I said difficulty. 
Always take any problem or difficulty as if it were sent especially to you to enable you to be more successful in the future. I asked you to repeat it because it was so good. I appreciate that, man. Um, so essentially, I think what I'm saying is everybody gets problems thrown at them. Everybody runs into barriers. Everybody runs into challenges. But you have to accept that. And then say, okay, this is mine, and you have to own it, and you have to attack it like it's there for, for you to attack. Like it's meant especially for you to conquer, knowing that it's going to make you greater after you conquer it. Jeff. Jeff. Now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast aside from my other favorite part the beast mode moment jeff's joint pew, pew, pew. oh now that now you want now they want to cheer right <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely you got are you are you queued up brother absolutely let's do it then ladies and gentlemen jeff's Joint. Jeff's Joint, obviously, favorite rap group threw it out there. Public Enemy. Why that song today? So, looking at this table right here of this young man who's going to be going to college and these two gentlemen who have done so much with their lives. Public Enemy, the song's called We Got Game. And uh, just a lot of messages I, I recommend everybody listen to the song public enemy he got game uh check out the lyrics and you'll understand why i chose the song cool yeah. we appreciate that man jeff you got any what are, you, what are your takeaways from today we 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 have yo there were knowledge bombs coming from everywhere the young man isaiah getting ready to go to, to college was dropping knowledge yeah. i didn't even mean for that to rhyme I just feel like I'm in a rapping mode Whoa. because we've been talking about it. At least I've been told. Oh in the beast mode. This. He's a fan. <laughs> Yo, I got a lot of takeaways, bro. It's like a multiple choice of takeaways. Well, give us, give us one or two. I think uh, two takeaways that really stood out to me were the, this idea of productivity and what you can do 
if you're just if you're not connected to that social media all the time how much productivity can actually take place in your life if you're not constantly attached to those social media platforms if you do it for work if you do it for if you have to do it for business if you do it because uh you're a social mediapreneur you know i don't even know if that's a word but i like it and i'll probably use it again Oh, he's so sensitive. I'll finish my other. I'll come back to my other one. I was talking about getting rid of my TV. My cable. I was going to throw my TV out. Absolutely. When when I didn't have, and not to go on a whole another tangent, we could talk about another rap, uh, another episode. But yeah, when when I didn't have cable, um, a co- uh, maybe three years ago is when uh, we started Team Grasshopper. We started Grasshopper University, and we were pumping out content, and we were we were trying to deliver an impact, and uh, we were trying to reach a million people, and those things still exist in my mind and in my heart. And I still want to get there, and I will get there someday. Um, but yeah, absolutely, a lot of a lot of uh, I let some of the other items out there, the social media, TV, whatever. I let some of that consume me. Um, there's some other things going on too, but I let some of that consume me and take away from all of that possibility. That's what it's about. Like it's it's about the possibility, all of the things that you can do, instead of being on here and watching other people do it. The other people, they are on there doing it and you're watching them do it and you're content with watching other people do it. Exactly. And if, yo, if that's what you do, then by all means. But don't complain about uh, not having everything that you can possibly get out of this world if that's what you do. Don't cry and say what if if you ain't willing to get up and do it. Absolutely. The negative energy, right back to the social media. If you're scrolling on there all day, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it, right? If you're looking for something, you're going to find it. If you want to hear somebody say something negative about um, guns or nightclub shootings and who got shot or uh, parents taking care of their kids, if you want to find something negative about it, then you're going to find it and then you're going to feed into it. So that's if if you want the negative energy, it's there for you. So you can decide to look at it and you'll find it or you can just close it up and disassociate yourself from it and find something more productive to do. Jeff, I've had a lot of fun today. Shout out to live studio audience. Jeff, as always, I appreciate you doing this with me, and I appreciate doing it with you, and I love you. Until next time, Yeye yeah, yeah, Martinez. This is Big Jeff. Peace. Man. See ya. <laughs>